Good morning. I have a different hat now. We're going to continue what we started two weeks ago about Epaphroditus. But before we do that, I uh, received a text this morning, early this morning, from Daryl and Susan Mueller. You remember, you didn't forget them yet. Two, two weeks ago, they went to um, North Carolina. And uh, they have a big, I mean, large, large land. And he sent me a picture. And the picture is a large TV set under the tree outside their house. And they were watching. He says, here we are in a beautiful land watching San Ramon Valley Bible Church. He was watching Rajiv last week. And the picture is with me. I wish we can project it for you. Well, thank God that we have um, a broadcast that reaches North Carolina and all around the world. And praise God for that. And uh, if he's watching us, Daryl, may the Lord bless you and bless your wife and keep you safe there. Let's open our Bibles now to the letter of Paul to the Philippians. We are going to continue what we started uh, two weeks ago, the study about Epaphroditus. Those who are not with us, I will read these verses and uh, jump into where we left. Paul writing to the church in Philippi, he established the church while visiting Macedonia and the Lord it grew up from Lydia and her friends into a large, large uh, congregation there. And you remember uh, who got saved there, the, uh, the jailer, the jailer in Philippi where Paul and Silas were there. And the church went on uh, to be a great church in Macedonia. I thought it necessary. He, he, Right. I thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, who came to visit him, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger and minister to my need. Because he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick to the point of death. But God has mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I have sent him to you, the more eagerly, in order that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less concerned about you all. Therefore, receive him in the Lord with joy, and hold men like him in high regard. Because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient or lacking in your service to me. May God bless his word. What we studied last time about this young man who came on behalf of the church, they sent him as a messenger with a love gift to Paul. 
And what he did there, serving with Paul, affected Paul so much and influenced him to mention him in his letter, writing back, writing to the Philippians and sending back that letter with Epaphroditus himself. So Paul writes, and we covered that two weeks ago, about he mentions him, if you have your Bibles there, my brother, and we talked about that. He was a brother to Paul, though there's maybe different in age. The age doesn't make any difference. A brother in Christ, how young or how old, all brothers. A faithful worker, he commended him. He said he's a faithful worker. And then he says, he goes on to say that a messenger. We touched a little bit, but we didn't finish. And today I want to uh, speak, if God wills, for 25 minutes about a messenger and a fellow soldier. A messenger. Normally a messenger... What does a messenger do? He carries a message and delivers it, right? That's what, that's what Epaphroditus did. But he stayed. He stayed with Paul. And we mentioned last week, regardless of the accommodations, Paul was not in a hotel, you know that, nor in a furnished apartment, or not in a, a place that is very comfortable, he was there in a place, most probably, that he rented a very humble place and barely have any, any accommodations in it. But Epaphroditus stayed with him and served with him. And he says, he ministered to my need. While he was here, he ministered to my need. That tells me, we're studying this young man, that this young man took care of Paul's needs. He didn't say, I'm only a messenger and I need to go back to my parents and to my home church. No. He said, what can I do for you? He saw what kind of situation Paul was in. And he said, I want to help. I want to attend to your needs. And attending to the needs is getting getting a few things for him, helping him out, going, running errands. That indicates to me what kind of personality was Epaphroditus. He was a kind person. Uh, Bill McDonald writes about him. He says, this gives us another valuable clue into his personality. He was willing to do common or menial work that is public and sometimes unpleasant. Why are we studying about this pers pers his personality? Just to be able to take some lessons for ourselves. Here's a young man who is completely away from home and he is attending to the needs of the man of God. He's doing things most probably he's never done. He didn't say, well, that's too menial for me. 
and too low for me. We heard about being humble today. He didn't say, well, I cannot do that. He was, he, without saying it, he humbled himself and served Paul. So Paul can say he was, he was a messenger who ministered to all my needs. Men and women of this church, are we ready to serve God in any position you are in? In any work he designed for you to do? In any responsibility, whether it is, it is you are uh, cut for it or not, if you are willing, if you are willing to do something for the Lord, go ahead and do it. He did it. And you know, when he came to Paul, he was carrying a message. He was carrying most probably a package, a love gift, maybe some clothes. We don't know. But he was carrying a message. And when he carried this message, he touched Paul. Paul loved the church. He was in need of it. He touched him so, so good. He said, Edel, what do you have it? We have it in the Bible. I will go read it. He is carrying this message. If you turn your Bibles or you flip over in your iPhone, iPad to chapter 4 and verse, let me, let me read it here, 18 and 19. Chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. And he's acknowledging what affected him. This messenger delivered a great message. Look what he delivered. I have received, Paul says, everything in full. Nothing was missing. And have an abundance. I am amply supplied, having received, twice he says, from Epaphroditus what you have sent. Now, the effect, the effect of this messenger, what he delivered. You have sent a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to the Lord. We, have, we are messengers, aren't we? Would you like to be a messenger? We are messengers. The Lord gave the authority to us. He said, go ye. To all the world. And what is the message that we have? He said, preach, teach, baptize. Is our message being delivered? Are we honest carriers? He said, I have received in full. He was, he delivered it to the T. I have received it, and it affected me. It was like, uh, he says, an aroma, fragrant aroma, acceptable sacrifice. He was so loyal in delivering this message. And we have a message. Men and women of our church today, we have a message. We are carriers of a message. And what is the message? The good news to the world. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we carrying it with loyalty? Are we carrying it with loyalty? 
are we giving it with loyalty and in full? Regardless of any condition the world is in. We heard about the world today from Adam. Regardless of what we have around us, are we still standing firm on the promises of God? Are we still honest, sincere, faithful, loyal, loyal messengers in the world today? There are a few of them. Or you say, oh, well, I'm, not cut for, I'm not cut for that. Well, let me tell you one thing. We are all cut to carry this message. He did not tell them it's only for the preachers. It's only for the teachers. It's only for the elders of the church. It's for every person who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. This is the message that you should carry and you'd carry. We have the greatest news under the sun. The greatest news ever given to man. Jesus saves. Are we going to take it there? He delivered everything. And it, how was the effect? How was the effect? Fragrant aroma. An acceptable sacrifice. Don't you worry about the results. Have the courage to preach. Have the courage to share, to share your testimony. Have the courage to tell them about Christ, what he's done for you. Stand for Christ. Don't say, well, I, I belong to the church in San Ramon Valley. This is not a testimony, is it? I go to church every Sunday and I break bread. This is not a testimony. Testimony is the Lord found me. Found me. I was miserable. I was bankrupt. I was without God. I was hopeless. And Jesus found me and changed my life. And now I'm a new person. And if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things, you can say that, all things have passed away. Behold, I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. That's what he delivered. He delivered it to the full. And it blessed Paul's heart that Paul mentioned it there. And most probably, he asked Epaphroditus, write these things. Write, write them. And who's Epaphroditus? He said, whatever you want me, I'll write. Okay, write it. He wrote it. He could have been the writer. I don't know. One thing. Are we taking our stand? May each and every one be an Epaphroditus here today. I'm cutting things and going to the other subject because we have to finish on time. All Epaphroditus wanted to do, and listen to this, is to please God. To do the will of God. I take it that his attitude was, Lord, use me in any kind of work. You want me to do while visiting with Paul. Did he use him? Did he affect Paul? And it's not, it's not, Paul was not light when he says, he's my brother. He's my fellow worker. He is your emissary, if you will, please. Your messenger. And he attended to all my needs. What a compliment. If today Paul was with us 
And would he write this, these two lines about each and every one of us? Just think of that. We're studying that today. Many people are interested in a different work today. As long as public speaking, I'll be there. As long as I'm preaching, oh yes, ask me, Adol, I will preach. How many people are serving the Lord silently? Silently, in any form of responsibility you have here in the church, or you do it for the sake of the Lord. How many? May the Lord, one day, you will stand before him, and he will, I'll cover that later on, he will compensate you. Let's move on. I think we have had enough to chew a little bit, and I hope you will at home. My last word. He said to him, a fellow, about him, a fellow soldier. A fellow soldier. Those of you people who served in the United States Army. I think there is a, a creed. I mean, in any, in any place you served, you were asked to serve the people of the United States and to serve it with all loyalty. And when you are asked, I read this, it says, I live the army, I live the navy, I live the armed forces, I, 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 they live it, every soldier. And he says he was a fellow soldier with me. Paul was impressed by the soldiers around him. He was always with soldiers, and they used to chain him with the soldiers who, who used to be with him. And he won some to Christ. He said he is a sharer of the dangers involved in standing firm for Christ and in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy and chapter 3 and 4. Listen to that. Listen to this. Chapter 3 and 4. He tells him, Timothy, suffer hardship with me as a soldier, as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. In other words, Paul was saying, a soldier must lay aside all secular pursuits. And when you, you Epaphroditus, accepted the task, you are enlisted in this ministry. And there's a war going. There's a fight to be fought here. He said, lay aside all else to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to face problems. You're going to face difficulties. You're going to face 
sarcasm. You're going to face all kinds of problems in life. But face it as a good soldier for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he said, I have fought a good fight. Paul was impressed by, by a soldier. I have fought a good fight. It's not just passing through. It's getting involved. It's standing firm as a good soldier. He describes himself as a person in active duty, not as a retired or discharged from the Navy, Army, or what have you. No, he's at war and should concentrate on defending his country. And we are at war, ladies and gentlemen. What message do we get from this? We are at war, at war with the world. Amen. We are at war with, the, with evil. We are at war with, with Satan and his demons. We are at war, <coughs> at war with everything that stands against God. We are not to stand for them, to agree with them. We are to stand firm on the promises of God and on the gospel. Today, Christianity has been watered down, not with Epaphroditus. He said, as a soldier, he fought with me. I have fought a good fight, at the end of his life said. I have fought. And he said, as a soldier, you should fight. And as church of God, we, we need to fight. I haven't seen it that bad in my life in the United States. It is bad out there. Be careful. We are not to involve ourselves, neither diplomatically, nor politically, nor with anything. We are strangers in this world. We are passing through, but we are soldiers for the Lord Jesus Christ. Stand firm. And I say, stand. Stand. A soldier who is on duty keeps himself in readiness. Are we ready? Are we ready to fight? When Satan comes through many aspects and he wears different robes. Sometimes he comes, the Bible says, as what? As an angel of light. You be careful. Be on the alert. He's roaming around. Roaming around. And the evil is all around us. Let us not get involved. If we need to be involved, let's get involved in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Period. A soldier keeps himself, I said, ready to receive orders from headquarters. Where is your headquarter? This is where our orders come from. Nothing else. And we are fighting to win, not to lose. Because our captain is a winner. He never lost a battle. He never lost a war. Even in death, he rose victorious to live forevermore. 
That's our God. Epaphroditus was this man. He gave himself to the ministry. He was always ready for service. He lived the ministry. Like I say, I live the army. He lived the ministry. He succeeded. And Paul then refers to him, a fellow soldier. He says, I can imagine, who am I when he read it? And when they read it at church, who am I? He's putting me on his level. Yeah, because you did not put yourself on his level. You said, I humbly put myself on the level of Paul. Huh? Adam, I humbly. No, that's pride. That's pride. He said, I serve the Lord in whatever you give me. And he served to my knees, to my needs. He opened the letter, most probably, and read it. And they read it there at Philippi. He reached there because he told, you have to go. And here's six things I want to share with you quickly. When they opened the letter and they read it at Philippi, he said about Epaphroditus. After you read the letter, he commends them and he talks with them, but he reaches this man. During his stay with me, Paul says, go back and read it. He was engaged in the work of the Lord. If we were to stand before the Lord, would he say this about you and me? During his stay as a Christian, he served and he worked for the Lord. Two, he said, he gambled his life to assist me and bless his church. You know, he worked and worked and contracted the Roman fever there. And he was he, was, he almost died, but the Lord healed him and saved him. Three, he had been trying by his labor to make up for your absence. He tells them in the last verse that we read. He is trying to make up for your absence. You couldn't come, but he represented you well. Do we represent? Do you represent your church well? He represents the church, represents the church of Philippi in such a great way. That you, they, he, they can lift up their head and said, we really had a good messenger with Paul. Are we? Are you a good messenger of the church? Now he tells them, you church at Philippi, you owe him your gratitude. It's all here for the sake of time. You owe him your gratitude. And he tells them, while reading this, receive him with joy and hold men like him in high regard. Oh, what a personality. What did he do? What did he do? He was a pure servant. He didn't preach a big message there. He didn't do what we don't know what he did. But he served Paul. And serve the Lord. And represented well his church. Receive him with joy. And hold men like him in high regard. My last point. Give him an appropriate homecoming. Give him an appropriate homecoming. Oh. oh! When he arrived there. And they read, they read the letter. What do you think? 
they most probably fell on Epaphroditus and started kissing him. Said Epaphroditus, you're the man who stood firm for your church. You're the man who represented this little church in Macedonia real well. You truly, you represented the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, there will be a time when you and I are going to be called and when we stand in front of him. What a great homecoming for everyone who served the Lord with loyalty. What a great homecoming it's going to be. When the portals of heaven are open for you and for each and every one, who is going to give you the homecoming? Who is going to receive you with joy except the one who died for you and died for me, and who knows exactly how to fight, what it means to stand firm in a world, in a filthy world like this. Come, oh, you were faithful. Come, you faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Receive him with joy and give him an appropriate homecoming. As you sit on your chair, and imagine that you have entered the portals of heaven. Would you hear these words? Would your homecoming would be joyful? Would you think you have served the Lord with all your heart, like this man? A dear brother, fellow worker, your servant, good soldier, gambled his life for you all. And now, give him a real homecoming. Would I be giving that when I face the Lord that day? And if I'm speaking to someone who doesn't know the Lord Jesus as Savior, who says, well, I'm not sure about about my salvation, this is the time. Why should you miss the opportunity to enter the portals of heaven one day and meet the Lord Jesus Christ and hear the words, well done, well done, my faithful servant, well done. Well done, Epaphroditus, and I hope all of us on that day, a day of coronation, a day of hope coming, we will hear this. Well done. Let's pray. Father, we come to you thanking you for this word is always a living word that touches the hearts and the bones. Help us to live it. Help us to witness, to preach it, to study it. To spread it, help us to obey you and live faithfully as, as fellow soldiers for those who went before us to glory. We seek to give you glory. And we pray that each and every person here today will have a different view on life and will live. We are living in the last days. We live as lights 
to this world. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' holy name we ask. Amen.